Well, it's great to see you. Who's fired up to be in the house of God this weekend? Oh, my, my, my mercy. Welcome to all of our campuses. We love you guys so much. We're thrilled that you're here, whether you're at Pellissippi, any of our other in-person campuses online, or you're listening to this message sometimes later. Man, we're thrilled you're here. Bristol, watching this weekend, got a watch party. Come on, Stephen and Tabitha. We're praying the glory falls up there. And I, I am so excited because we finally, for the first time in a year, have some momentum. The, that last song, we are experiencing it now. Last weekend, our largest attendance since we shut down last March. And man, people are being saved. Lives are being changed. Folks are being baptized. Every campus is growing. It is exciting. It's an incredible time to be in the house. So I'm just thrilled at what God is doing and praying for folks who, two different groups of people, two weeks ago, uh, hundreds of people committed to either join the Generosity to Journey families or to move up, many to the Kingdom Builders level. And I've been praying God meets you right where you are. As you step out by faith, God meets you there. And then last weekend, if you were here, what an incredible message Pastor Zach did last gave last weekend off the chart, and tons, hundreds of people signed up to serve who are not serving. As 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 we grow, as we're growing and 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 the vision is expanding, we don't want people who are already serving to take another role. We want those who have gotten out of the habit of serving or have never served before to step into your grace lane, your faith lane. Now, if you've been around, you know my story, busted home, drug addict, dope dealer, needle freak, overdose at 22, uh, meet Jesus in the, in the hospital after that overdose, an incredible transformation. But when I met Jesus, can I tell you, I didn't have one holy habit in my life. Every habit I had was bad. I mean, you can imagine, because the people that I learned from didn't know Jesus, and so I hadn't learned good habits. And I, even though now I'm saved and I'm going to heaven, if my habits didn't change, I was still headed for destruction. Are you with me? Bad habits were destroying me, and bad habits will destroy you. And so God has a plan. The Bible calls it discipleship. Now, Discipleship, I wrote a new definition of this word because in the American church, we believe discipleship is a program. It was never a program in the Bible. Discipleship or sanctification is the process of replacing wrong values and habits learned from the world with holy ones learned from the word. Does that make sense? And we don't even know that they're bad until God reveals. And so again, it's not a program it's a process. It requires, besides you and Jesus, in your life, two other relationships. One, the Holy Spirit, and two, some people who will walk with you. I'm so grateful for small group leaders. When I first got saved, they took me under their wing and some pastors and helped me. And that's what the Bible says. That's what Paul tells Timothy, his disciple, that is making other disciples, to, hey, Timothy, go find faithful men and train those men who will find other faithful men and train those men. It is the process. It's why group experience is so important to faith promise because it, it, 
you, in, you, you get in relationships with people that have walked with God longer that can help you develop some accountability, develop a plan. And I don't really like accountability. And one of the reasons we fail at having holy habits is because we reject any accountability in our life. Are y'all out there? Come on, nobody tells me what to do. What do you mean? Check up on me. Well, you just stay with those bad habits and miss all that God has for you. Now, the theme verse, this is our last weekend in a series we've called Atomic Life. We put a microscope, again, going to the atomic level. Our, Our verse is Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14, but solid food is for the mature. Talking about the Bible who because of their practices, their habits, have their senses trained to discern between good and evil. I'm gonna hit a couple highlights that we talked about over a month ago, just to remind you that I'm gonna give you some incredibly practical things that you can do. It said that through practice, it said because of practice, because of habits, the the Greek word is hexis, it means a, a habit, whether of body or mind, or a, a power acquired by custom or practice or use. Holy habits bring incredible power into our lives. Does that make sense? It just So if you have the habit of exercise, you're gonna be stronger. Your heart's gonna pump better. Your blood's gonna flow better. You're gonna feel better. That's what they tell me. Anyway, and uh, habits, holy habits will increase your spiritual strength. As you're doing those, just like physical exercise, they're spiritual exercise. A personal growth plan is not a legalistic list, which is what I encourage everybody to have one, but it is a list of holy habits that you will practice, you'll engage to develop spiritual strength. So let me ask some questions. If you're listening, I'm listening. We're gonna ask you about your habits. So are your habits bringing you closer to the Lord? And just... In your mind, and then, are your habits giving you a more powerful witness to people that are far from God? Are your habits increasing your joy and your victory and your peace? A habit I quit was watching the news. My peace went through the roof. Amen. Through the roof. Because you don't know if it's true or not, right? I know you found the hard to believe. And you can't do anything about it anyway. So I just chose not to watch it. Wow, do I feel better. Fat, dumb, and happy, but I'm loving life. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> so are your habits helping you or are your habits killing you? Do you have habits that are hurting you or your family or your friends? Do you have habits that are holding you back from all that God has for you? From, from achieving your full potential placed in you by God, by which you will be measured by at the bema seat of judgment when you get to heaven. It's like he gave one guy five bags of money, five talents, and he judged him based on what he gave him. He's not gonna judge you based on me, but he is gonna judge you based on the full potential in you, and I wanna bring that potential out. So I said, because of practice, have their senses trained. The word senses means a faculty of mind or perspective, perceiving, I mean, understanding or judging. As your spirit's open, as you're doing holy habits, you're gonna grow, you're gonna learn, 
You're going to perceive. You're going to see more. You're going to experience more. And you're going to know what it says. You're going to be able to discern between good and evil. I got to tell you, in almost 40 years of ministry, it is incredible what I see church people do. It's incredible. People, things that that would have been hidden from the pastor 40 years ago, dear God, don't let him find out, to now people don't even know it's wrong. I'm just, are you, really? I mean, are you serious? See, we've, we've lost the word sin. We don't want to talk about sin anymore. It makes me feel bad. Come on, don't talk about my sin. Make me feel good. And, and the deal is because we have really lost the understanding between good and evil, we've lost the fear of God. And the blessings that are poured out in the word of God on those that fear God, there are just, they're, they're infinite. And then he says, but having your senses trained, the Greek word trained is the word gymnos. We get our word gym. I mean, that's just, it's what it is. And so spiritual habits, holy habits are going to God's gym. Trained in the ways of God, trained in the word of God, trained in the will of God. Now, for five weeks, we have hammered this biblical principle that we need to have holy habits. Would y'all agree with that? I'm going to give you a plan. I'm going to give you some suggestions. So if you've got lipstick, pencil, mascara, something, get it out, or your iPad or your phone. And I wanna, I'm going to give you some help because I'm going to get really, really practical. And so this is what I want you to do. I want you to, I want you to take a sheet of paper, and you're going to make a list of your habits. Put a line down the middle of the paper. On one side, you have good habits. On the other side, you have bad habits. Then draw a line in the middle of that paper, and on one on the top part, put spiritual. On the bottom part, put physical. Bad spiritual habits, good spiritual habits. Bad physical habits, good spiritual habits. And so, and then begin to sit down and list all of your habits. Now, this is not something you can do in a few minutes. Because habits are done automatically. Are you with me? They're automatic. You don't even think about them. So keep that list with you. When you realize, wow, this is the 13th time I've checked Facebook at work today. You know, this is the fourth bag of potato chips I've had today. Whatever it is, write it down. Say, that's good, that's bad, that's good, that's bad. Write it down, make a list. On the, on the physical side, like, like your diet. What, do you, what you eat? I, I, I got a, my doctor is Dr. Murph. He's one of our elders and he called me or told me in a meeting a couple weeks ago, hey, you hadn't been by the office, I need you to come by, I'll do some blood work, I need to check you out. So, okay, doc, I'll be, so I go. Send me an ugly letter. It's ugly. And he's such a sweet guy, but it's just, hey, here's what's going on. And, and I don't have cancer, I'm not dying. But he said, you've got to have new habits because if you don't, this is going to kill you. He said, you know, God, your blood, your sugar level was through the roof. And were you fasting? Yes, except for the four brownies I had. <laughs> I grew the night before. And so, but I, 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 I've only had one thing sweet since I got the letter. I'm, again, 
See, you never get over having to change your habits. I'm just what I'm trying to say. I'm six years old. I'm still adding habits and taking habits. Listen, if you're, I don't know, 35 or you're 30 or however old you are, if you've got good DNA like I did, I, I got I had skinny jeans, not what you wear, but what's inside you. So if that's you, eat all the ice cream and pizza and cheeseburgers you can eat. Just eat them. Because there's going to come a day when you're not going to be able to eat them. Are you with me? I go by Culver's every day. I've heard their milkshakes are incredible. I haven't bought one yet because I'll just go deeper down my rabbit hole. But so your diet, how about exercise? When, where, what? How about sleep? How many hours of sleep do you get? Do you get enough? If you don't get enough sleep, life's, you're going you're gonna to be tired all the time. You're not going to be thinking, how's your mind? How about your schedule? Where do you spend your time? How much time are you home? How much time are you at work? How much time with your kids? How much time with your hobbies? How much time? Where are you spending your time? Do you have a date night? If you're married, do you have a date night with your spouse? Do you have a family night? Where are you spending your time? Where are you learning? What podcasts are you listening to? What books are you reading? What studies are you doing? What are you are putting in your life that you're learning? Does this make sense? Y'all get the point? That's why I said it might take you two months to finish this list. Because you go through it the first month, and then you say, I'm going to do it again the next month, and you'll begin to see things that you didn't notice. Well, I do this. I, God, I do this. And I, I do this. And wow, why, why do I? And, and, and so we've got we've to do it. But if you'll do, make this list, and you'll begin to see really what are your habits, good and bad, it'll pay eternal dividends. Let me give you two books that I'm going to recommend, two books for you. One, the staff read. Some of the staff in a Leadership training we're create that we're leadership training we're creating right now is called Atomic Habits with James Clear. Another another one Halloran told me about Good Habits Bad Habits by Wendy Wood, and so incredible reads, great books. How to find your habits? What are good? What are bad? How to break? How to build? But listen, when it comes to your habits, never underestimate the power of compounding interest. The banks and the credit card people got this. The biggest banks and the biggest buildings in every city are the bank buildings because of compounding interest. Are you with me? You buy a $100,000 house, you pay $300,000 for it. The bank made $200,000 while you were paying the $100,000 you owed on your house. That can't be true. Read the documents. You know all those things you agree to on your iPhone, you never know what it is? <laughs> And then you wonder why people try to say stuff. Yeah, you agreed to let them sell your phone number. You, and, and so there's compounding interest. And so as you're, as you're doing holy habits, they're compounding. You're growing closer to God. Man, life is getting better. Your joy level should be going up. If you got bad habits, it's, it's hurting your health. It's hurting your spirit. It's hurting your heart. Now, listen, let me, let me tell you, I get it. I get paid to be spiritual. So it is easier for me than anybody in the room. But before I got paid to be spiritual, I was already developing holy habits. Are you with me? See, your habits shape your life. The shape of your life is the same shape as your habits. Good, bad, sad, glad, it just is. So let me just give you a few spiritual habits. Uh, 
Many of these you know, but let me, let me hit them because, and just put these on your list of spiritual habits. You put on there, yes or no. No, I don't do this, or yes, I do it. Number one, are you spending time with the Lord? My absolute greatest time of the day is my time with the Lord in the mornings. And I have to tell you, when I go to bed at night, I go to bed anticipating getting up in the morning. Because I, I know when I get up, I'm going to go to my barn, I'm going to build a fire, I'm going to open my journal, my Bible, I'm going to spend time with God. What's he going to say? What's he going to do? What am I going to learn? What am I going to experience? See, anticipation is better than a discipline. Because the discipline's a drag and anticipation is something you can't wait for. So uh, what, what, when are you doing it? Is it on your calendar? Is it marked? Are you guarding it? When, when do you spend time with God? What about time in the Word? Now, I have beat this drum and beaten this drum until I'm blue in the face. But if, you're not, if you don't have a plan to read the Bible through, get on the Bible reading plan. If you've been saved five years, you had not read the whole Bible, what, in the, what are you doing? Are you with me? What are you doing? Get on the Bible reading plan. There's a QR code right there on the screen. Hit it or go to version. It's the original Bible reading plan. It's the one we have for all the church. I'm on it every day. Don't try to catch up. Don't do it. Just, just go ahead and jump in right where we are. And so what about time of prayer? When's your prayer time? How's your prayer time? What do you do in your prayer time? How do you talk to God? Do you listen to God? What do you do in your prayer time? Read the four gospels and you see that Jesus stays up all night praying. He gets up for what the Bible calls the fourth watch, which is get up around three o'clock in the morning. The disciples would wake up. Jesus had long gone and been in time with his father. If the son of God, full of the spirit and power, spend time with the father, how much more do we need prayer? Are you with me? It's an incredible privilege that when you come unto the the, the presence of God, his ear is attentive to the cry of the children. He's listened to you, the apple of his eye. I said it this morning in our, in our, our prayer time, our first Saturday morning prayer time, or yeah, this weekend. And it was, if there's 100 kids and one screams, the mother knows the one kid. The mother knows it's hers. She knows the voice. God knows your voice. So you, or what about prayer time? What about memorizing and meditating scripture? See, it's one thing just to read it, but how about stopping and chewing on it? Are you with me? See, solid food's for the mature. Can I tell you something about solid food? You got to chew it. Are you going to choke? You got to chew it. You don't have to chew a bottle. You just suck a bottle. You don't have to chew strained peas. You ever seen a kid eating strained peas? Otherwise, they don't have to chew. They don't have teeth. They just slurp it down. But you want some of the word of God, you got to chew. <clears throat> you got to get in there and chew it. And so chewing it is meditating and memorizing. I love this. They got me now some Chuck Carringer water. <clears throat> and so I'll just, I just finished the book for you for next year. Just wrote the last day this last week and now It'll go to editing, and it'll take a year to get that book done. But there were days I sit and chewed for two or three days on the topic, the thought, the verse. I've never enjoyed writing a book more than I did the book for next year for the whole church on transformation. Incredible. David said, I meditate on your law, therefore I am wiser than all my teachers. 
Memorize it. Your word of a hidden heart that I might not sin against you. Study to show yourself reproved the workman that need not be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. If you listen, we're all going to be attacked by the enemy, right? When Jesus was attacked in the wilderness, he swung the sword of the Spirit. He quoted scripture. If you don't have any memorized, you're not going to quote any. So I have a systematic plan to memorize scripture, to meditate on scripture, just to get in there and bask in it. What about this one? You're not going to like this. What about silence and solitude? Some of you say, Pastor, I, I don't understand. I never hear the voice of the Lord because you're never quiet. Because you don't like quiet. You walk in, you get in the car, you walk in the room, you cut on music, you cut on the television. There's never a time when you stop. Listen to this. Ten seconds. That feel like forever to y'all. Ten seconds of silence. Some of y'all were were in the outer ozone layer. You're back with us now. That silence woke you back up. And so silence and solitude. I gotta tell you, I I really this this everybody. I, I'm outgoing all kinds of. I'd rather be alone. My favorite my favorite time is me and God. It's my favorite. Michelle said, you know, actually, I'm putting a, a, a bathroom in the man cave in the barn. She said, if you put a shower down there, you would never come home. Look, what about generosity? And I'm not just talking about offering. I'm about generous with your words. Speaking, you know, teaching, loving, encouraging, generous with your time. By the way, if you have children and you're a Christ follower, teach your kids to tithe when they're young. Give them a dollar, they need to bring a dime. They get $10 allowance, they bring a dollar. They start mowing yards, make $50, they bring five. It's easy. If you wait until, or, or you get saved at 32, you're a married couple, two kids, combined income is $60,000, and you say, you, you mean you want me to give $6,000 this year? Well, you're smoking crack. Because probably if you're making 60, you're living on 62. And there's no margin. But if you start tithing, train your kids. Amen? Don't make them face what some of you guys face. Well, here's another one. Well, that few of us have is a Sabbath time of rest. Planned, purposeful, a day. Now, if, if, if I was a church attender and worked in the secular world, I'd probably make Sunday my day of rest, maybe Saturday or Sunday. Go to church, go to dinner, spend time with the kids, go outside, go to the lake, go to the park. Are you with me? Just rest. You say, you don't understand all I have to do. No, you don't have faith that God will do more in six days than you could do without him in seven. is Is it a habit? What about serving? Many of you have gotten out of the habit of serving. You used to serve, and then COVID happened, and you're not serving. It's time to get back in the habit because it's a holy habit that helps you grow. What about worship? What about being at, being in worship every weekend? Jesus, Jesus went to the synagogue on the Sabbath, as was his habit, his custom. 
Come on, as some of you watching this weekend, you're at home because you like pajama church. You're not worried about COVID. You're, you're, not, you're, not, you're, you're not that. You're out of the habit. It's time to, it's time to get back in, in person worship. It's, it's time. So there should be a private time of worship. You say, man, I don't know how to sing. Get a Faith Promise album. You know, uh, just put it on your put it on your iPhone, your your you know favorites list, and just and just and worship, just you and the Lord. Well, so what about fasting? Everybody's favorite. Do you fast? What about evangelism? How many people are you going to witness to? How many people on your prayer list that you're praying for that'll come to Jesus this year? Who are you inviting to church or small group this year? Times of evangelism. Do you, do you, have you gotten trained to doing evangelism? So again, we're we're about, we're really down the road with the tool I told you we're going to create. I've already written it. Now we're editing it. We're putting it in a different format. It'll be out later this year. But so here's the deal: make the list. Are you with me? Make the list. Good, bad, spiritual, physical. Good, bad, and then look at once you got the list. Look at it. Pick one habit. Don't pick 10. You're not going to quit doing 10 things. You didn't get here overnight. You're not going get, to get, change overnight. Pick one habit that's bad that you need to jettison. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you power to overcome it and get accountable to two or three friends or somebody in your small group and say, hey, how about check it up on me? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, to quit doing X. I'm going to stop smoking or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Get accountable. And then pick one habit that you're going to put in its place, one good habit, one on the good side. Just go ahead. This is one thing. Get accountable. Ask the Holy Spirit for help and do it because the Spirit is in you will come to your aid. This is the will of God for us. This is the process. The wise man heard the word of God and acted on it. He's like the man that built his house on a solid foundation. The winds came, the waves blew, and the, and the house, the family stood. Because he heard the word of God, he heeded it. The foolish man hears the word of God, does, did not heed the word of God. He's like the man that built his house on the sand. The swords blew, the house is destroyed, and great was its ruin. And here's what's happened in the American church. If you're listening, say I am. We hear a truth, we know it's truth, we know we do it, we don't. Hard, hard, gets a little hard, a little callous, a little tiny callous. Then you hear another truth, you know you need to do it, you don't do it, another callous, another callous, another callous, another callous. To your heart grows so hard to the word and the things. Are y'all with me? Come on. You know you're gonna hear it, not do it, and you're just going through the motions. There's no joy, there's no victory, there's no fresh wind of the spirit that we sang about. There's none of that. Why? Because you're not being changed. You're not being transformed. You're not in this process with God. You're just marking time on the calendar till Jesus comes back. Come on. I'm going to tell you where it flows for me. It flows from my relationship with Jesus. I want him to smile every day. There are days everybody's mad at me. There are days I'm a hero. It really doesn't matter. When I get home, I say, Father, are you, are you pleased? Are you, are you pleased?